you doing? What you you doing? just banged your head on the table, Juniper. Oh my god. Our intros are just getting sloppier and sloppier. <laughs> Off the rails. That was extremely, yeah, I know. extremely long got sip. cold really quick. Eventually this podcast is just going to turn into like an ASMR background it noise. I'm the, just, yeah, I'm the new that was, dogs That was a borderline slurp. Yeah, well, I would say, slip. I would put that. Or a, a, a sip, yeah. not a uh, slip. Maybe it was a slip. Yeah, Halfway a slip in between. Up. Anyways. A, a sip and a slurp together. Welcome to What's Your Record. I am host one of three. Jake Mazon, and I'm sitting here with host two and three, Mr. Tyler and Grady Penna. I'm glad I'm host two. There's no assi- two. Yeah, there's no assigned. I, was, uh-huh. I said one of three, not number one. Yeah, but then you said okay. number two and what three. What episode is this? Twelve. Oh. Twelve. Episode twelve. Episode twelve. Yes. Cracking well into those double digits. You know it, baby. Um, anyway, so this it's week just... uh, we decided to do a theme, even though yeah. we did not announce it. So we didn't really we're that dropping thing, the ball. James uh, uh, highly discouraged us. I know, I'm surprised, Tyler. Thematic. I thought we talked. I was really, Tyler. I was, I was kind of expecting James to be here instead of Grady, like we had talked about <laughs> after we looked at the ratings. In I the see other what episode. it is. Then, it's all uh, planned to phase me out. I tried out. to play it cool in the group text when Grady asked, so "Are we doing a podcast?" I see, was just like, "You're, I you're think not on it." <laughs> I was too nervous that James would just keep winning, though. That, because and we Grady, don't need another Grady. We need Grady's a weaker finally, link. Grady's finally been knocked down a peg by not winning a few. I know, I know. So and you're slow. We're on a good streak. And you're climbing the ladder. When Grady starts winning again, then we can bring no, in another. Okay, what? If I leave, I'm taking Crosley with me. You're taking. Whoa. <laughs> That's fine. We have has we Crosley have signed Red those Man, papers yet. We have Red Man chewing tobacco now, and John Deere <laughs> and was John very, Deere <laughs> very satisfied with the listenership of the last episode, thanks to well, after, Country Jake. After this episode, I've uh, I've been told we will be signing uh, the Beats franchise. Oh, Beats by so, uh, Beats by Dre. Are they still by Dre? Now he sold that, right? Beats by Dre, owned by Apple. Beats by right? Apple. Yep. Apple Beats. Well, either way, we get Apple, so. Yep. I went for Skull Candy headphones, but uh, they broke, so. They should make a company called Candy Apple. All right, so we we, we wanted to go a little more basic, like, in, in genre, and I decided that we... I felt like, I guess we weren't really beating around the bush or whatever, but I knew it would be a difficult one, and I had brought it up before, and it had been sidestepped. Uh, we're going hip-hop. We're, we're handling hip-hop hip, or whatever. Hip-hop. Um, and I just wanted to make Is this announcement. Is that how we defined it? Like I just said hip-hop. Hip-hop, okay. rap, yes. anything that yeah, falls yeah. into well, that yeah, we'll, area. We'll, we'll talk I, about that. I specifically, yeah, I... I took that as no r&b because some you know especially nowadays r&b and rap are very and hip-hop are very interconnected and there's usually you know on a lot of r&b songs there's you know rap verses and etc and vice versa so i decided to go away and chose an album that was not like r&b at its core but had elements of hip-hop no in my head like would you you say like a frank ocean would be like too far into the r&b yeah yeah Yeah. i would agree i mean i would agree to the r&b but he like he does rap and you know he has other rappers come on and blah blah blah. so it's they're all very closely tied together at this point yeah well so i had to look that up or whatever because like obviously like I don't know. At first, I had to go look up some things because I'm like, Tyler picked one that didn't have a whole lot of rapping on it, but rap is like purely referring to the vocal styling or whatever that accompanies hip hop, and it's just one element that doesn't need to be there. 
uh, and we'll get into that. But it's, but, uh, it's undoubtedly hip-hop. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wait, um, mine was not hip-hop? No, no that's not what I said. I was just, I, was, I looked into, like, does rap have to be involved with hip-hop or oh, whatever? Because Grady oh, and I right. both I chose one with saying. rapping, and yours was, yeah. you know, yours has, was beats. Uh, yours has yeah, rapping. There's some rapping. rapping. There's some features, yeah. 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 Um, and I'd also like to announce that I was going to debut a new character in the vein of Country Jake. It was going to be Urban Jake, but our lawyers recommended that I just not go there. So it's just the three of us. Yeah, pretty much uh, every time. Sound advice, yeah. sound advice from yeah. the, uh, the legal team. Pretty much everyone was, uh, everyone was consciously, <laughs> you know, they were predicting that it was going to be bad. And bad, they, they bad said business. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, That's going to be bad for yeah. business. All right, <laughs> bad for business. Tyler, you were up. Uh, you're up first. I'm up first. All right, cool. First. Uh, all right, so I picked a record by an artist known as Nujabis. Uh, is that how you say it? I would say New Jabis. I New Jabes. You know, I New don't J- know. Well, it's, is it Japanese? Uh, yeah, yes. I don't. It's Japanese. I don't know how you pronounce it, but when I was introduced to it, the person that gave it to me said it like that, so that's how I've said it. Bon um, Iver. I would say. <clears throat> well, and if it's Japanese, I, I know each Japanese syllable is like very separate. Like that's well, kind of how okay. it functions. Before so you get, I wouldn't too... say it as like New Jabis. Okay, before you get too far into it, um, it's a guy, his real name is uh, Seba uh, Jun, or Jun. So We're not Seba, making a good Seba case Jun. for him. No, hold on, hold on. I, I know, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong too, it's but Nujibis is just his name backwards. So oh. it's not like a traditional oh, Japanese word like or anything Rumpel, like that. Still, not Rumpel's missile So okay, before you, you get go. like too far into the whole... Well, that's, like, why, that's why I was kind of confused because... B B E S is not like yeah. a Japanese uh, like phrase or no, like character. Sure. You learned that in all so the, like, the time you spent in Japan, Grady. Yeah, no, I. I'm just. Wait, what's it with you? Is it called I, when you're like I obsessed with Japanese culture? When you're a weeb. Yeah, that's you. I'm borderline weeb. You are. Honestly. I think you're what? full blown. Wow, no, dude, you haven't. Is seen that a slur? You're you a weeblow. Full blown weeb. A weeblow. A wee blow. That's a boy scout. That's a that's level. a level of boy scouts. Yeah. A wee blow. That's what I am. Sure. But you're just a weeb. No, dude, you haven't met a real weeb. They're I'm like, a weeble. I, I dude, wobble, but like I don't fall down. Intense. They're fervent in their wow. love for. Do people that wear that, wow. ears and tails that are into anime does that fall into that or no. is that yeah, those are furries? Separate? Those that's are furries. furries. No, well that's a full cost. All right, that's fine. Those are burners. Anyway, Tyler picks some guy. <laughs> okay, um, uh, album by Nujibis. We'll say that's how you say his name. Uh, the album is called Metaphorical Music. Um, that's alliteration. Yeah, I really like the title of the album. Uh, I think it's I like fitting it. for it's how kind of witty it sounds. Yeah, but anyway, um, that's what it's called. It's uh, one of his two, or technically, if you want to get technical, he had three studio albums. Um, technically, I don't want to get technical. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. You always like to get technical. So. I do. The grammar... I didn't want to make a mistake <laughs> Grammar Jake a is returning of... this episode. No, that's fine. Yeah, that is true. It's anyway, not a compilation. So, um, yeah, he, he basically has two studio albums that came out uh, during his life t- uh, lifetime, which was unfortunately cut very short because he was killed in a traffic accident um i'm not exactly sure the details of it but he was like walking out of a subway stop in japan i believe and i think he like got hit by a car i'm not Dude, totally I, sure. my guy got hit by a car too i almost died in a traffic accident today today i almost got hit by a truck today that ran a red light walking yeah oh shit yeah in That's santa Ana, i was i was crossing the street i had the mm. you know the green there was other people coming the other way 
and some truck fully just ran a red light and started driving into the intersection. I'm sure he oh, had a very good And I looked reason. up. He didn't even stop. He just, like, he slowed down Damn. a little bit and just drove past me, and I just gave him, like, this... Yeah. Like look like what's called fuck the California are you doing, stuff. Bro? That's why you look three part, three times. Literally right in front of a school. Gnarly. I'm like, dude, you're that dumb. You're yeah. gonna run a red light really in bad. a public on the on the main street like, of the was, city. Was he in, in like front a, of a school? Like a work truck or just like a pickup? Like truck? a pickup type truck. So just like a, a driver. Yeah. Like he something. wasn't like a guy like in a semi. Or no, no, no. Okay, got it. Just like a regular. Was he dumb listening dude. to hip hop as he drove by? <laughs> Blasting it. Windows down. But okay. I'm going to tell this as short as I can, but another oh, crazy auto-related thing happened to me today. When I was coming back, going this, the opposite way, crossing that same street, I saw some kid, like, banging on someone's car. Mm-hmm. Like, they were trying to, like, make them stop or get out, and they wouldn't. And they jumped onto the, the hood of the car <laughs> as this person was turning and was driving, like, oh. on top of their car. While the car until, was in motion. Yeah, while they were driving, like, 20 miles an hour, and then eventually that person stopped in like the middle of the street because the person other person wouldn't get off and he like got off and is standing in front of the car and guess where they uh, where they stopped where they happened to stop the car i don't know right in front of the police station so oh. all the cops a bunch of cops <laughs> ran out and totally arrested this kid like on the spot yeah I'd and imagine. i was just i was Bath watching salts this whole are a thing hell of a drug ladies like, and gentlemen please don't do it geez. anyway very weird day for me today but um yeah, well, but here that you was are. Unrelated. That was so yeah, unrelated. picking up the pieces. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, traffic Back accidents can be uh, some serious shit. I guess is the uh, yes. yeah, crazy shit goes Very on out there. Very unfortunate though. I but anyway, yeah. So he died. so he died in 2010. Um, I can't remember exactly how old he was, but he's pretty young. So he had he basically started. Uh, I, I should actually look up when he started. So let's see here. Um, he started his career in like the 90s um but yeah he was basically started in his 20s um he made his mark by kind of being a little bit different as the as to the way he made his beats um which i'll get into once we listen to it a little bit but he was not only a producer uh but he also is like a really successful businessman he owned a couple record labels um he founded the independent hip-hop record label hideout productions um, he had uh, he had some other stores and record labels, T Records, Guinness Records. Um, the Guinness yeah. Book of Records? <laughs> yeah, the Guinness Book of the Records. Guinness. Uh, no, not that one. Oh. But anyway. The um, Guinea Book of Records. Yeah, he was like yes, a right. kind of like an entrepreneur type and a pretty damn good producer in my opinion as well. So yeah, he um, he was based out of Tokyo, Japan, and he kind of had, uh, yeah. And he kind of had his career uh, go from, like, the late 90s through, like, the 2000s into the 2010s, barely, because he died in February 2010. So, anyway, um, let's listen to a track and then talk about the music. Uh, I'm going to play... So, this is a track called Think Different, featuring Substantial. Featuring Steve Jobs. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And... uh, this is what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Track eight on this record. Eight track. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm just gonna play this from the top. So this is Think Different. Uh. Yo, check it out. I want you to pay attention to this. You know what I'm saying, listen up. Uh. All right. 
circled um you do i like well, the it. line that you fuck little, little girls, girls and I fuck... i've something about women okay yeah. that see that's exactly what little, i wrote right here like i wrote little girls dot 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 like i get what he's saying that he's mainly talking about a maturity thing about yeah. who you hook up with but, but also, there's got to be better phrase than saying you fuck yeah. little girls like well, that is no like, i mean <laughs> i i took it i took it a little further like as in that he well, don't talk... take it any further well no this. not <laughs> i took it i took the meaning as him being more like you like are kind of a creep and i'm not well yes okay well that nick could also you like you fuck like, like, i mean like I, i'm i'm yeah. taking it as he's like you're talking about 35 year old dude who's well, like fucking is that the implication 18. when you're talking about girls or whatever also, because like for us or whatever if like a girl's just like like i don't want to fuck a boy i want to fuck a man like it's like about the maturity thing I feel well no like. i, I think you can take it both man, ways both like both your your interpretation is spot on but i think okay. it also has to do with like also, being a creep or whatever he's, like he's not talking about himself girls. he's not saying like yeah. i no. fuck little girls he, he yeah, said you yeah he's talking about some creepy asshole who we don't know and then follow yeah makes it no that's that's fine again just the phrasing and i wasn't saying he's doing because then like the next <laughs> yeah. line is something like you call women bitches i call them queens yeah so separating yeah. himself yeah. from right the proverbial what i think are it's just fuck boys it's just a surprising, yeah. Yeah. surprising yeah. line when yes you exactly yeah, yeah yeah i perked i'm like oh hey well rap is uh has those cut types of lines right there you, you go. know meant to meant to evoke something but yeah okay um, so anyway uh, steve jobs fucks little girls apparently no <laughs> don't speak ill of jesus. the jesus with the new yeah, with by the way sponsor yeah the new iphone oh, coming out crazy now I, we're not gonna get him tyler I forgot, got his that's it contract forgot. void forgot we just God landed that apple sponsorship fuck you know grimes they were like they had grimes you and, just had to fly off the handle Brady. and they were just like sorry grimes we like you but this is what anyway this was the last trial but yeah all anyway. right um so yeah so all right so let's talk about his sound a bit so he gets kind of lumped up into this scene of chill hop uh, which I think is pretty fitting, but um, yeah. it's interesting. He he is actually tied to Jay Dilla, who you guys might be familiar with. I know who James is definitely a huge I know, fan. I know, I know yeah, um, we know we know Dilla. Yeah, but probably yeah. through James. So I would say, yeah. him and Dilla are kind of lumped up into the same scene, I guess. Or like people draw a lot of parallels between them, um, which is weird because they're actually fun fact born on the same day. Oh, uh, same birthday, and they both died in the month of February, which oh, is oh, that's some uh, astrology. I don't know the science horoscope, whatever yeah. you know, who knows? Kind of weird, kind of weird. And they both had untimely deaths. They but did anyway. Um, so okay, so chill hop. So what is that? Uh, like it's more laid back. <laughs> What's up with that? It's. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like what I would say is it's it can be any sort of hip hop that's a little more mellow, but I think. Nujabees and Jay Dilla especially, they use uh, like a specific type of sample and beat uh, drawn from like more traditional music. So like jazz, blues. Yeah, I call um, this like jazz hop. Yeah, and and I mean same one, same thing with like Madlib, like someone who's like pulling 
and making beats mm-hmm. out of like more traditional uh, style music instead of sampling like pop music or indie music. Um, they're sampling like a yeah. jazz guitar line or a um, blues beat or a, a vocal out of like a 60s pop artist or something like that. So your your album and Jake's album kind of share that. I think. Well, I want to. I'm going to talk a lot about Jake's album on the sampling because yeah, we'll get into that. But anyway, so so Nujibis. So what I like about him is like this whole style of hip hop to me. It blends a lot of like the old and the new. So it kind of blends this like jazz and blues and more of the older traditional music with this like new sort of sound for hip hop and like vocals rap over the top. That to me is one thing that he developed that influenced a lot of like hip hop to come after him. I feel like that period of when he was like active in his career was like the transformation of this style so i really like that style um i mean if you listen to this album i would argue that it's it's pretty damn easy to listen to like yes it is if you want a consistent vibe for however long it is i knew you're gonna bring that that on (laughs) no i i love it i thought it was really good okay cool i mean yeah i mean that would be like the one complaint i would expect is like it's too monotonous. It's too like chill or whatever. It's like back. It can kind of be background or whatever. But um, I, I mean, think I put that, this but on in a, in a good way. Yeah, like I put this on when I'm working or like when I'm driving and and like just want to like kind of tune out and just like pay attention to it, but not have to like analyze it too much while I'm listening. That's to exactly it. it. And so for me, whatever like that, it reminds me a lot of like the the kind of music you're gonna hear on the the lo-fi hip-hop channel on youtube yeah. like where the girl's like yeah. doing her homework yeah. with yeah. the yeah. cat like that would fit on there or like the totally. old adult swim bumps okay yeah. the, or my whatever. first thought was like um, this sounds like old adult swim music yeah exactly. and it probably has been played on. but see swim. for me or whatever yeah. like on that it it's not going to enter a tier for me like for like where i would put like tupac or outcast or like kendrick or something like that because it is missing like the I guess like the lyrical depth or whatever, yeah, totally. but I put it in a totally different thing or whatever. Cause what I was going to say is like, I had told you this or whatever, like, Oh, I'm going to give you shit for picking an album that like predominantly doesn't have a whole lot of rap on it. But the way I found mm-hmm. out about KMD was by listening to instrumental beats or whatever. Yeah, like that's yeah. how I was driven to it. And I'm just like, Oh, this dude can rap too. Yeah. Um, well, that's, we'll that's an interesting that. point to bring up is like in hip hop, I feel like, there's two i mean there's more than just two but like the two main types of people that are involved in hip-hop are either producers or rappers and like or if some you're of mf them, doom you're fucking both well yeah, yeah so yeah. some of them can do both which is like fucking cool but and you don't sing. but yeah i mean yeah singing singing like, too but that's like, like why anderson pack i feel like like kind of got well, popular dude, he's, because he can kind of do everything yeah. really fucking well. drums yeah, and yeah, raps yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah he's just like no, yeah, the first time I saw him. no yeah. totally but there's a there's very few that do that but like i feel like um when you enter the hip-hop scene or like when you're starting to make a name for yourself you kind of choose a path of like i'm a producer or i'm a rapper i don't think like a lot of people often choose both because it's like pretty hard to be talented in both of those respects like you said like lyrically that's a whole nother realm than like yeah. being able to make a sick beat. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so Nujibis is definitely on the producer style, but like I said, like he was like more of an entrepreneur, like the producer route made sense for him. I feel like, um, but yeah, I mean, I think his music's really cool. I think it's, it's accessible for a lot of people. He doesn't, um, he doesn't actually rap anywhere. Does he? No, I don't yeah, believe I, he I ever rapped. Anything. Yeah. They're all features. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, his, his stuff influenced, uh, a lot of people to come after him. And I think he was able to bring like the Japanese 
hip hop of his time to like the mainstream US and UK audiences, which is cool. Uh, and he kind of like put Japan on the map during this time for what was going on with hip hop. So I think it's, it's pretty important. Um, but yeah, I mean the other, like another crazy thing is he did like a hip hop soundtrack for an anime, um, cult anime series called Shamuri Champloo, I guess. I don't know. Samurai Champloo? Oh, Samurai yeah, Champloo. That's an anime. Did yeah. you say Samurai Samurai? <laughs> Dude, yeah. So I don't know. I, what I, I'm didn't know he, I didn't know he did that. Yeah. So that's he, fucking. That's that awesome. show's made by the same guy as Cowboy Bebop, I believe, right? Well, yeah. Then that's great. Yeah. Like, so Samurai Champloo is great. So he did that, which is really cool. I thought you guys would both dig that. I'm not as big in the anime scene, but as you guys are, but yeah. That was a little fun fact. But yeah, so would yeah, you I mean, what would you guys think of it? Like I this is kind of something like I don't I don't listen to this on the daily necessarily, but uh on it's cool daily. to it's cool to fall back to and like I don't necessarily listen to this when I'm in a hip hop mood. Like I can listen to this when I'm in any type of mood kind of thing. But I so. think what when it comes up or whatever, so the first thing that it channeled vibes were for me or whatever cuz uh KMD is MF Doom's first group or mm-hmm. whatever, before he became MF Doom. And the way I got into MF Doom before I listened to Operation Doomsday and the albums he raps on is he has a series called Special Herbs that are all his beats. And in college, I when I had, like, a bunch of shit to do, like, papers or whatever, like, I would go to the library and just make a playlist of those because it's all instrumental and I don't, like, I work. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I work when I listen to, like, the instrumental, like, if I'm listening to just straight-up beats. So, like, when you said that you listen to this when you're doing stuff, like, when you have something to do, yeah. you don't want to get caught up. Like, perfect vibes for that, good driving around music. Um, but to me, I could also, like, like, today I had to sit down and, like, listen and see when the track changes or whatever to write down which yeah, ones I yeah. like. Because otherwise, like, for that, you know, I love special herbs. I couldn't tell you, like... Oh, I really like that one. I really yeah, like that yeah. one because I put them on. You can listen to it as a whole album. You don't yeah. have to skip around. It's a good vibe. Like if you had it on vinyl, you could like leave a room or whatever, like walk in and out doing stuff or whatever um, while it's going. So like I said, it's in a di- it's in a different tier, and that's why mm-hmm. I had to go look up. Like you know, does there have to be rap to make it hip hop? Obviously not. Yeah. Um, and there are rappers, though. So I like divided up. Like my favorite track that featured a rapper. Um, I liked High to Lows. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then without just like his straight up composition, uh, the song Beat Laments, yep. I really liked. Uh, it had yeah, Moody Man sure. vibes to me off the self-titled well, Moody Man uh, record. Obviously, like not super housey, but... Uh, I think uh, he does a good job with choosing his features for this. Like the, totally. their styles fit really well with him. And like lyrically, like when they do come on to like do a, a verse or whatever, they're kind of talking about the subject matter that you feel like would go along with this music. Like the whole, yeah, that's like why you can't I picked, just like, be talking about like boats and hoes yeah, and fucking yeah. blunts and forties or whatever over it. Cause it's no, little... like think different is a good example. Cause like the rapper there is talking about like being non-traditional, like fuck the fame, fuck like the, you know mm-hmm. what most rappers do, like I'm different or whatever. And it's like, kind of like goes along with the production. It's like, I'm going to make beats out of different types of shit. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to think of like, an, cause highbrow has like a negative connotation to it i feel like or whatever but is like it's this kind of like making beats and sampling the kind of source material that he's doing i do think it's a little more elevated than like what commercial like more commercial hip-hop would be especially stuff that you're going to hear like on the radio well it's a different process Um, too yeah exactly and i feel like 
Kendrick kind of got into that with Tabimpa Butterfly doing some of the more jazzy stuff, which is why I think that record is mind blowing. Yeah. And he like made it a commercial success. Totally. I mean, um, I'm sure like, he was influenced by stuff like this. Like, oh, totally. For yeah. that record, especially. But um, but yeah, I really liked it. But like I said, it's more of a it's more of a vibe. Like it's not as yeah. serious as a listen for me. Like I could put it on and enjoy it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you know it's not going to hit me or like get me thinking or whatever. Like if yep. I listen to, you know, like me against the world yeah, or, yeah. or something like that, that has more of a totally. Cause I think a big part of the rap is like the social commentary or whatever. And like, oh, that's sure. why you like it stuff that you can click with or whatever. But well, who's next? Well, Grady, what oh, do you think? Grady? I didn't really say much about it. Yet. Yeah. What, what I, did you say about I liked it? it. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I like this style. You know, I've always been a fan of, of jazz and hip hop. And I, I like when, I, I mean, especially like modern hip hop, I really like when they incorporate elements of jazz into it, even if it's not like full jazz music with like a beat and then rapping over it. Like this right. is more like samples of actual jazz and then like woven into a beat and stuff. You like that T-bag? Um, even if it's just like, you know, certain chord progressions, like using certain types of chords or just sampling a little bit of jazz here and there. Anyway, regardless, I, I like that style. So this is very much... I feel like the origins of that in a lot of ways, like not not yeah. necessarily the first person who's ever done that, but you know, in the early stages of doing that. Yeah, totally. Um, so, like you said, I think it did, you know, pave the way for a lot of modern artists. Well, I guess what and, he did too is like stuff. what he did. Uh, like you said, like he might not have been the first to do it, but like he brought it to a lot of mainstream audiences, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I, I thought the the rapping features were good generally like yeah. i liked that there were you know different voices on it um different styles and i thought most of the instrumental ones were solid too like i think my favorite track is probably the the closer mm-hmm. which is an instrumental i just really like the synthesizers he uses on that samples yeah the the beat i really like that so yeah I, overall i mean i'd i'd heard new Jabez a little bit here and there but i'd never listened to this album all the way through so yeah i i liked it a lot it was good Nice. Yeah, not too much that I didn't. I mean, yeah, I mean, if I were to have a complaint, like a couple songs, you know, definitely veer into kind of like background music territory, yeah, yeah. unless you're listening to very carefully. But yeah, I kind of like background music. So as you, as you could have guessed by some of my picks on this, <laughs> um, you know, I like boring yeah. ass music that's quiet and, that Jake and doesn't peaceful. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the music that Jake hates. Like yeah. what? <laughs> like, uh, how about? The one that you tore him apart for, Lamb Chop. Yeah, Lamb Chop, and then that what one about was the week universally before? hated. What and the Carpenters. The Carpenters. Well, that was just bad. <laughs> you know what? I saw oh when God. I was at Goodwill. I saw the Tan album, uh, and I was gonna get That's it from. One. I was gonna send. We listened to the Tan album. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. The Carpenter. It's their self-titled. It's also Tan, called album. Tan album. Yeah. Anyway, they had it at Goodwill, and it was going to be because all their records are two dollars. I was going to buy it and then like make a video of me breaking it and sending it to you. Nice. But when I, I opened it. the sleeve, I would have uh, been really mad. The, the record wasn't in there. It had like a poster of that or whatever. You should have like, burned I just got the, the sleeve. Yeah. Two dollars for you a sleeve bought to burn. It. You should have bought. You should actually buy that record and give it to me. Because I'll, yeah. I'll listen what? to it. <laughs> I'm not going to get you anything. You should Maybe buy that birthday. record, but then slip right. a different record in, like slip a Coheed vinyl in it, oh. and, and then like paste over the the little center part so he doesn't know it's Coheed, and then could, he's like going to put it on Young and be yeah. all ready what? for like this chill. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I would 
be like, no, oh, this is trying, Neil Young. I'll I'm, just I'm, listen I'm just to this, try, Exactly. I'm trying to say you got to listen to more Neil Young. Yeah, that'll be I the way we force you to listen to Neil Young. I, what? He did. He listened it. to Sex on a Beach. Remember? Yeah. His favorite <laughs> Sex album. on the Beach. Yeah, Sex on the Beach. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay, so who's next in this lineup? Young Grady is up next. Okay, cool. Which is the hip-hop moniker that I gave Grady well, many moons young ago. Grady. That's a good young transition Grady. into his because his is much more lyrically... Uh, focused? Focused and... Uh, it's also the only album that's modern. Yeah, modern discussion of social. Well, see, because I wanted to do it. mine like has social context or whatever, yeah. but I knew that you guys wouldn't pick anything before the year two thousand. Um, I mean, yours, yours. Why do you Jake, always say that? Just, just in terms of hip hop. Oh, yours okay. definitely. At least from from what I gathered, a lot of the stuff that's talked about still very much applies to what's happening. Yeah, and today, I would say is missing in a lot of. Mm-hmm. commercial popular rap music Definitely. but we'll save that yeah, for we'll when i get later. there so grady anyway uh, well, the album, what album did oh mine came out in 2003 okay. that's yes. that's i wouldn't consider that modern yeah pretty close to the 90s Jay. yeah pretty close mm-hmm. whatever all right go all grady. right so uh the album i chose was uh care for me by saba i think it's saba i think it's the hummus saba. Company. s-a-b-a saba saba or saba saber saber i say saba but anyway so um yeah, so this album came out in what? What? What are you? What is He's so funny? laughing at my office reference. <laughs> Saber. Saber. Where they write the whole theme Dunder song about Sabra. Sabra. Dunder Mifflin and Sabra. And he like. He's like it's Saber. Yeah. Saber. He's like recording it, and then yeah, he like stops recording. Gabe is like it's it's Saber. Fucking Gabe. All right. Anyway. anyway. Um, so yeah, this is his second album. Came out in 2018. So. Really? Oh, wait, two times in one episode? Is, is drink. It's two for Tuesday, but it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, can I continue now? Are yes. You, are you done? Uh-huh. He's going to just slurp it. No, so, I, will, I will sip quietly. This came out in 2018, so about a little over a year ago. I think about a year and a half ago-ish. Time flies. It does fly. And uh, yeah, this was his second album. And his first album, I didn't like too much. I thought it was it was kind of... Lackluster, a little forgettable, Mac-luster. but not. It was, it was a little la- Mackluster and forgettable. Oh, oh. Ooh, that was a jab Those are for synonyms. country, Jake. <laughs> wow. All right, we are not the same person, despite the conspiracy, Grady. You um, really need to take that up with him. But uh, this guy has been on, has been featured on a lot of songs from artists that I really like, and yeah. I liked his features. So I've, you know, always kind of looked at him like, oh, well, who besides will I he read release an album? Chance? Who besides? So he yeah. he's from Chicago. Yeah. So he's from the sh- same Chicago scene as like Chance the Rapper, No Name, uh, Jamila Woods. So this whole like group quite a scene. of people, super great. I think one of the best hip hop R and B collective. Like they're not even really an official collective. They're just like all they're know all each like other. Super and, modern too. I mean, yeah, within yeah. the last five years. Yeah, right? they're all very like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. current modern is happening. Yeah. But they've all put out very good multiple albums each that are really good. Like, are they all on the same label or anything? I don't think so. No, they're all kind of mm-hmm. doing their separate thing, and they've they've sort of spread out a bit since Chance got more famous. 
he doesn't really collaborate with them very much anymore. He collaborates with people like Justin Bieber and shit. And makes really albums. makes really yeah. bad new albums. Oh my god! Sure. I, I was completely unaware of this. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Chance. Chance released a terrible album this year, <laughs> but um, Jamila Woods, fantastic album this year. One of my favorites. Yes. Uh, no yeah. name. I think that was last year, but, but she her also, records are still good. Yes. Both, all her both her records are really good. That's who I thought you were going to pick really for this week, actually. Jamila Woods? No, 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 no name. No name. Yeah. I was thinking about it, but I know you no hate name. No Name's voice. So I don't do. hate it. I you don't said, hate it. I will quote this, because this is Come what on. I thought when I was thinking of Come Rat. On. Tyler said, it's not very musical. Really? That's what you said about you her, her say, rapping. You do say dumb things about her. her anyway. <laughs> um, you just say dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I rarely say I hate shit. No, right? yeah. It just but implied. You, you implied that you strongly dislike her her voice, which I've listened know, to it fair. a handful of times, and yeah, whatever. But. I mean, that's your opinion. You're entitled to it, but personally, I like it anyway. So yeah, so he's involved with uh, with with those people, and I think they're all very talented. Um, he's been featured on you know almost I think all of their albums at some point, if not multiple times. Um, and this album. I think is like the first one where he really comes out on his own and shows like I'm a talented motherfucker and this is my album because his album before that was like that's pretty, how I love to introduce myself good. when I'm confident yeah. pretty solid but this one was like does he not say it like only, that or like I think this album not only shows that he's really talented when it comes to like the actual act of rapping like he's really good with his flow and stuff but he's a very good lyricist. And he actually like and storyteller and yeah and storyteller yeah. and he you know he can take a concept and he can say this is what I want to talk about and execute that very well and so um, yeah and that's distinguishing himself from just being a feature yeah. on mm-hmm. somebody else's shit yeah so anyway so let's play a bit of a song and then I'll talk about it a bit more so the, I want to play the song Gray which is I believe the third to last track it's on the la- the latter end of the album um, from two fifteen mark oh geez yeah sorry all right hold on a second here so yeah this album comes in the later section uh the album kind of i would say flows it is a concept album so it kind of goes in an order sort of but um it's not like direct one song after the next jake like, will be story. debating that point right after this track okay well I guess. <laughs> stay tuned this is gray all right from 215 in yes the best song is probably on the demo but that's not the one that got you, you limo, limo, The single, the one that wasn't as honest But this is what they say make you die, this and okay It took a lot of All restraint right. from me to not go into a smooth jazz version of so, Saturday, Saturday. I wanted to play that Saturday. part because I think that part demonstrates how good he is at like just changing up his style and his flow on the fly, like in the middle of a song. So it goes from the chorus where he's kind of singing, you know, he's doing kind of this more melodic thing, and then it goes into like basically a swing jazz part. And he's able to like rap over the the mm. swing beat like super well and like very on 
you know, on time with with that. I very wouldn't necessarily call drumming. that swing, but yeah, okay. you know, you know what I, I mean. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that was. It was cool. I A liked traditional it. jazz yeah. style drumming. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this album's very sad. Uh, you know, one of the things that he said that he thought it was that made it different was that he talks about his mental health issues. You know, very explicitly talking about being very, you know depressed and full of anxiety and um and stuff like that which you know a lot of rappers don't talk about on their albums and i think that's pretty true i mean mainstream commercially available rappers yeah i mean it's not like no one has you know done that before but he i would i would agree with him that it's not a very common theme on a lot of rap albums unless you're a sweatshirt mostly (laughs) or tyler the creator yeah (laughs) yeah they're kind of their own thing right now anyway so um mostly though this album is a concept album about his cousin walter who was in the same uh, musical collective as him he was like one of his best friends his cousin and he was stabbed to death in 2017 so this album is directly follows that and kind of talks about how that affected him and his grief about that and how it kind of ties in with his own mental health and stuff like that so definitely not a uh, not a very peppy happy album. yeah there's some dark shit there's some very dark stuff but i think that it's very poignant and the songs, you know, the, he knows how to keep songs lively when they need to be and to be, you know, very, you know, I guess dark when they when they need to be also. Um, so, yeah, other than that, I, I really like the production. I think it's very careful and very deliberate. Um, again, using that restraint, like, you know, sometimes he'll pull the beats, the beats will be pulled back and kind of they'll be muffled to the point where it focuses on his vocals or some little thing he's doing in the foreground and then they'll they'll blossom again and kind of into this bigger, more traditional beat style. It's funny. I feel like at this point, you and I just, I think we just disagree on production. Okay, well that's like fine. In general, because you guys are brothers, about, so that's not allowed. So you need to figure um, this shit out. Anyway, other than going. that, musically, <laughs> you know, it's it, it definitely draws a lot from jazz, as we heard in the last one. It kind of goes into a whole jazz breakdown outro thing. But on, even on the other tracks, you know, there's a lot of jazz influences, uh, little, like, samples taken here or there from from jazz stuff. Um, Do you know if these are all samples or if they had live studio mm, musicians? I don't think they're all samples. I think more live stuff. It sounded live to me. More live stuff. I believe on that last song, the uh, Gray, I think it's Donnie Trumpet playing in the background and maybe Is his band. Is he playing band? the trumpet? Yeah, that's Donnie why Trump? his name's Donnie Trump. But he's Whoa. the guy who plays, you know, all the, all the trumpet stuff on Chance's stuff. Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> yes, Tyler. <sighs> that's crazy. God what an unfortunate Get name out. for him. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, to be compared as a musician. Damn. I think you're the only terrible. one doing that. I know. That's just a <laughs> ter- terrible pun. So, yeah. Um, I think his, his voice, you know, is one of those has one of those like shape-shifting qualities to it like similar yes. to Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. where he can sound different on every song and do it well somehow where like he'll be kind of singing and then he'll be like doing this really you know like guttural like low quick rap and then he'll go into more of like a smoother style so he's able to really change his voice in interesting ways I think um but yeah I, I I'm really impressed by this album and I'm, I'm excited to see kind of where he goes from here if he'll be able to maintain this, uh, well, hopefully this level. he does the opposite of what Chance the Rapper did. <laughs> let's hope, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's definitely hope. 
because that was. Hey, what if I like the Chancellor? I will album? say on the Jamila. Do the you? New Jamila I've Woods, never heard it. Yeah. Okay. So don't go not, scaring us good. like that. On the new G- Jamila Woods album, um, he is featured on the best song on that album, and his verse is really good as well. And that song's a banger. The best song wasn't the single. Uh, <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. No, that's not the lyric. It's the best song. It's oh, probably what is it? on the B side. Oh no, the best song is probably on the demo. Damn it. Oh what? What the fuck what is going on? Right now? The, the best song is probably on the B side. Oh, that's what he says? Yes. Okay. And he's right. I think it is that is the best then. song and it is on the B side. So he got was, it. He was just stating a fact. I um, swear there's another lyric from something else. It's the best song. All right, I'm just going to chime in here. All right, come on, Jake. come on. Jake, what did you think of this album? Did um, you hate it like my okay. last three albums? Yes, no, I, I feel it. like this is gritty. You've returned to form and picking something that wasn't complete garbage. Um, <laughs> uh, first time I listened to it, I like, I, like, I like most of it. I do. I think the dude is really, really talented um, I don't like the first two songs at all. The only song I've, I don't like is Broken Girls. Yeah, Broken Girls. Like but I that, like the first song I like. It's got, it's got a line. See, I wasn't what? wrong. The what? best song wasn't the single is from Sweet Life by Frank Ocean. Okay. That's what I was thinking Good. of. That's not what we're talking about. I know. This I just, the that's what I had to figure out where the fuck that, that was in my brain because that you guys also, were like looking at me like I was from another that is fucking also planet. That's a good song though. So all, okay. We'll forget. And, anyway. Actually, it's the first line of that song. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Jake. That's Go fine. ahead. Right, I was really, uh, I was okay. really paying I'm glad, attention. I'm glad to you. you solved that. <laughs> no, anyway, so I was gonna say, yeah, I don't like the, I don't like the first two tracks. Um, you don't like the first track? I like the first part of it, and then it's ruined when it it goes to sirens. Really? Busy was really? good. Yeah, I, I actually like the sirens. See, I thought better. sirens was too sound cloudy or whatever, where he's uh-huh. like, he's like not enunciating. He's like, where he just like being really sloppy and like not saying anything or whatever. And Broken Girls. I did like that he uh, he talked about Pokemon, Pikachu, and Venusaur. Like, hey, nineties oh, kid funny. checking in here. I liked it. I think but Broken Girls. Is no, he was talking about millennial kids that play Pokemon Go, Jake. Which I just re-downloaded last week, <laughs> just so I'm motivated to go would on you, walks at night. What'd you think of oh, Log Out? Oh my though? god, that um, was the same. Okay, so after after Broken Girls, where the refrain where he, girls girls is like yeah. really fucking annoying or whatever. I that thought part, the whole album was good, and I really think like started because what's the third track? Life. Yeah, that's that the, song. That's when the concept starts to take off or whatever, For where it sure. starts to get really yeah. personal and he's talking about himself. Um, I read some quote, talking about life. someone talking about him on Wikipedia or whatever, like him choosing his lyrical content and being this personal and going into mental health or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not going to get him the most popularity in terms of like, I don't think a lot of those songs would get played on the radio or whatever, but like you were saying, it'll have him go down as he's a very talented rapper in terms of yeah. like flow and the yeah. speed. Like there was one song, I think in the really long one, Prom, Prom slash King, King the, where it goes into about the six, second part. About six minutes in mm-hmm. or whatever where the drum beat goes really fast yeah. and he's fucking hitting it with the snare oh, yeah. hits. Yeah, like, yeah. It's he's really very, impressive. He's very talented. I did think, and this is where I don't know how I feel about it yet, he's, I don't know if he's influenced by Kendrick so much that it comes through or if he's trying to follow a model of Kendrick because it yeah. works yeah. because the whole concept about doing some of the, the jazz stuff with rapping again, like 
That's yeah. what made to pimp a butterfly where everyone's like, how's he going to top good kid Mad City? Yeah, He's yeah, going to yeah. bring in fucking live jazz. Yeah. Doing the yeah. vocal shifting thing. I personally like when he rapped in his lower register, mm-hmm. his higher register kind of like goofy, like more frantic thing. Yeah. Definitely reminded me of, of like Kendrick. being too much like Kendrick. Yeah. Um, There's definitely comparisons. The song Kendrick. Smile sounds like it, like verbatim, like a vocal melody hook or whatever off Damn. Like, smile. Smile, smile is like the yeah, Kendrick yeah, song where he's yeah, going, I am, I am, or what? It's like varying the same thing. So I didn't, I didn't know if it's like he's going at it too hard. It's kind of like where we talked about Drab Majesty, where it's like it sounds like it could be in the '80s, not but that he's ripping off '80s. People. I think that's just because Kendrick has been very influential. And oh, like, totally. He's so yeah. good. I mean, look at Anderson Pack. We we're talking about him earlier. Like his, not his first album, but um, what's uh, Oxnard or no, no, Ventura. Right. Ventura? Yes. The no. The, the newest? The first, no, Malibu. Malibu. That's, that one. They're all cities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Malibu, like, the first time I heard that, there were a couple songs that straight up just sounded like Kendrick Lamar songs to me. And maybe we're just conditioned because, like, that's, like, the resurgence of, like, I don't know, like, good popular yeah. rap. See, and I'll I probably really, get flack from some people that say, like, oh, there's more good shit out I there. I definitely get like, the similarities, but I really like that style. And no, I, I think too. that I, and I like when hip-hop artists utilize that and, to, you know, and, and, and change it, goes, it in, in a slight way. It goes deeper than that than the vocal, like, the vocal stylings of it or whatever. Like, even approaching it as, like, a whole concept. Like, mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, that's what I liked about Good Kid, Mad City. Like, it's a yeah, concept, concept album that needs to be right. in a certain order or whatever. Like, I remember when I heard and he's Kendrick, doing, like, like characters. I hated Backseat Freestyle when I just heard it on the radio as a single. Right, it's like, oh, he's just, album. like, singing about yeah. his dick or whatever. And then you so listen good. to him and you hear about what the context of that is. Like, a chapter in a story yeah. or a scene from a movie. God, that album's so you good. Get, it's so good. Yeah. And, like, that was something that was gone a long time. Like, you know where you get to the end of the album and like as it fades out or whatever, it's the car sound that the album started off. Like it's on a loop yeah. or whatever. And then To Pimp a Butterfly has the whole poem running through it where right. he finally recites the whole thing. Like yeah, those yeah, kind of yeah. like deeper looking Which things. Which I don't like as much as the Good Kid Mad. Th- and Mad then City even thing. like the, the Prom King song reminded me like taking the same concept of the last track on Damn, like Duckworth, like telling his yeah. whole life story about how his dad could have got killed by the guy who started right. Top Dog or whatever. Like very personal in your face or whatever um, that is has a lot more substance than what I think a lot of other popular rap is like talking yeah. about, which is my biggest contention with a lot of the shit that's well, super popular is that he it's was, not really saying anything. He was originally going to put Prom King as the last track. But he said he, it was too depressing. He thought it was too sad, basically, yeah. yeah. So we ended Heaven All Around Me, which is kind of more of a... It a little bit more uplifting. It's you know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, his memory is still here. And, and I and I get that, but if it would have ended on Prom King with that like slow fade out or whatever, it also would have yeah. been like fuck. It would have like, been a, a devastating <laughs> yeah. end to um, the album. It'd but, been like sh- shit. Like because it ends, the last lyrics on Prom King, I think, are like basically the mom of Walter calling him and being like, Have you seen my son? Like, where is he? They're gonna and go him saying, like, him we're and... gonna go find you, and you know, that, that he's, he's dead, dead. that yeah. they're not gonna you know find him alive and that's fucking sad yeah um and you can hear you can fully hear that emotion in his when he's rapping that part and he's yeah no I, be, I believe him when i hear and, it or whatever you know it starts like, out like i love that song because it starts out you know it's kind of casual oh, we're going to prom and it's gonna be this like kind of nice night but there's like sort of some anxiety around it you know like it's like a blind date, date set yeah. up and then by it's the end of it casual. you're just like where the fuck did we end up from yeah. like but then prom, it ramps up like, and you can yeah. slowly hear those tensions you know in his rapping mount and you know that this it picks up in speed it gets faster and he gets more you know like frantic sounding and then it ends like really abruptly 
And I think that like the way he structured that song and and his performance on it is just like really, really good for what the story is that he's telling. Yeah, no. So besides those first two tracks and a couple just like little nitpicky things, which I just had to spend more time with it, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, definitely, I was like, I was gonna say, listen. I, to I mean, like more you, you added, yeah, you was... added an, another artist or whatever that's like contemporary or whatever, which is you know again mainstream rap and a lot of the stuff that's been happening, you know, I'm very few and far between. Am I just like, oh, I'm I'm super into this or whatever? But it was it was good. Um, and like I said, uh, CJ, the editor for Merry Go Around Magazine, when I posted the playlist, he was like, yo, who picked that album? And I was like, that was Grady. And he was just like, I fuck hard with that. And I was just yeah. like, that's good. Grady's back. Wait, it's... can't people see who picks on the playlist? Who picks what? Uh, Shouldn't be able to. I don't know if we just can't. Yeah, maybe we I, can. I don't know, because we follow it. So if you just see it, oh, yeah, yeah. if you just right. see it, like you click on the link, like it's public. But I don't know if that means he followed it. But yeah. Got it. So okay. good yeah. job, Grady. I liked Thanks. it. Tyler, what did you, what did you well, think? Well, geez, what? after you analyzed it that deeply. We did kind of go back and forth there. Left. Yeah, classic, um, yeah, classic Jakey style. But you guys kind of did that so, on the first album. So. Yeah, yeah so album. yeah, I know. That. <laughs> so basically, Jake writes all the notes. That yeah. We've determined that. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So I'll be honest. I did not put enough time into this. Cause like when you guys were talking about the whole storyline and like the deep shit that was going on, like I did not get that far into it. I listened to it like twice through. Um, but from the two times I listened to it through, <clears throat> I like it a lot. I also tend to listen to the music on even on hip hop stuff, I'm focusing mainly on the music, which is ironic because and probably dumb. That's why because... I had to send out my disclaimer <laughs> text, being like, "Please read the words." Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I mean, hip hop. It's funny because like hip hop, or I mean, especially rap. You like it's lyric based, right? It's like a, that's a big part of what's going on with, with what you're hearing. But yeah, I focused a lot more on the music side of this and like the production side of it, and um, that's why I liked it because I think I like when people use uh, real instruments on hip hop where it's not just Definitely. like an 808 or like samples or beats or whatever. I think it's really cool to bring in like a live trumpet, live jazz stuff like he was doing. Uh, live drumming is always really sick on hip hop. Um, I think there's live bass for the whole album. I don't know. Sounds Maybe. like it. Sounds yeah. like it to me, but um, that kind of stuff is really cool. And what it does for me is it makes, uh, it bridges the gap between like an electronic oriented genre with like the more natural instrument genre. So like to me, that's why I struggle and Grady knows this with listening to a lot of like purely electronic music because I struggle with like, I want to hear a natural instrument. Tyler I doesn't hear like something dead organic. Five. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm not super into that style, but like, and hip hop can go down that route like pretty easily where it's just electronic drum sounds yeah. and just like uh, samples or whatever. But again, that's why I like this album. It uses both. Um, it's really cool the way he does it. I don't know how much he's producing this or if like he had another producer helping him or like a group of like people in the studio it, helping well, him. It says that, um, I read that. Cause I know he's or... more like a rapper who like now is producing also or having a part in the production of his own records but anyway um it's pro it was produced by like three people and one of them was him so yeah, he yeah. so he had, i mean a, he had a heavy hand in it no and yeah and you can tell that he did like like the stuff you guys are talking about where the subject matter of the song is like really reflected in like what's going on musically and like tempo wise and all that stuff 
Um, but I also like his general voice, like vocal styling. I think Jake brings up a point of like the different high pit, like when he goes higher pitch or whatever, and like the different characters, if you will. Um, some of them can get a little goofier, like funky, but uh, I think like generally his flow and his tone and his style of like delivering his lyrics is very fitting to what he's talking about and very um, impactful on mm -hmm. what you're hearing. So I think he does a good job with that too. Um, but yeah, I, I now that you guys are talking about like the deeper lyrical shit, I need to go back and put more time into it for sure. Definitely, like it. definitely like listen to the the latter half of the album too. Yeah, I think the last four songs are just like such a good string of tracks. Like they're all very different and very good. Um, but I would say yeah, Prom King, Prom King is definitely the one that you want to listen to the lyrics to you know the most Close. yeah yeah for sure like yeah. that one is the 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 full story basically of like his the relationship with walt album. with this walter you know guy and you know the, what happened essentially leading mm -hmm. up to it and because yeah. it starts out where like his relationship with him is very you know questionable he's like i don't you know this this guy used to pick on me when i was a kid you know he was kind of a dick to me and now he wants to like set me up with a prom date you know and help me out like is he being serious like is he gonna fuck me over somehow yeah. so it starts out and then you you know he slowly builds up this trust with this guy leading up to basically his murder and it's just like mm -hmm. so it makes that impact you know feel more impactful mm -hmm. impactful impact as i am saying <laughs> as you are saying uh, that's your yeah I, i'm glad you guys like this because i, I think I think he's really talented. I think this album is is him really showcasing that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Jake. We're moving All right. on to yours. We're moving on to mine. Okay, so for mine... That's all yeah. the notes you have. I yeah, notice. no, no, yeah, you know, wow. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Jeez, um, after you tell us this I knew, big disclaimer, <laughs> look, go look up all the lyrics. I did, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't want to get like over analytical with it, but I know, yeah. like, just for in order to grip it, sometimes you could think something's dumb or whatever, and then you go read the lyrics or you listen, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Like what you just said, I didn't yeah. know all that was going on. Okay, so for mine, um, I chose KMD's first album, Mister Hood. Um, causing much damage. Yeah, stands for causing much damage or positive clause in a much damaged society. Um, again, I think I found I was given them from James, who got me into MF Doom. Like Special Herbs was like a big part of like, like I said, I listened to that in college a lot when I had term papers and stuff due. And uh, then I found out about these guys, and um, they're great. So this album is from 1991. They're from Brooklyn. So it is the first project with MF Doom, who at that time went by Zev Love X, and then his brother Sub Rock. I can see why he changed the name. Yeah, well, MF Doom sounds way cooler. way well, sicker. Well, his whole story about it. We'll we'll go into that about why he came back with the mask and the new persona or whatever. Um, and then there were a couple other rotating members or whatever. But this was their first release. They were signed to Elektra. Uh, records, which was a big deal back then, and they had two minor hits or whatever that got them attention off this album, which were Peach Fuzz and Who Me. Yeah. Um, so I like this album. Their second, they, okay, so here's a story. So they were signed to Elektra, like obviously, like the album is pretty politically charged. Like, I don't know if you saw their little logo, which is a really racist, like caricature, like little Sambo guy yeah. with like a slash through it. Or whatever. Um, yeah. So they were edgy for the record label, and they wanted to put out their second album, which is called Black Bastards, with a little Sambo guy being lynched 
and the Damn. record company didn't like that. And Sub Rock, MF Doom's younger brother, he was he was killed in an auto accident trying to cross the street Damn, in Brooklyn dude. or whatever. So he was killed. And then the Jesus. same week that he was killed, Electra dropped KMD. They're like, you're done. We're not Whoa. releasing this record. They gave Doom the master tapes um, and $20,000 to be like, we're done with you. Like, this is it. And then he went underground for a long time, like out of the hip hop community and then came back as MF Doom. And part of the reason why he wears the mask or whatever is he said that after he was dropped immediately following his brother's death that he was scarred and disfigured by the way the music industry treated him and that's when he Jeez. took on that persona wow. um, all, these, all these albums yeah are and like yeah and that dying. and well not that album's not about it because he was alive on it and yeah. it got shelved but yeah, i didn't yeah. choose that one because that one is like really hyper political and like racially charged this one is but it's a little more light-hearted yeah and it's i know definitely like light-hearted mf doom is one of my favorite producers um the way he approaches sampling and the stuff he uses is really cool. And especially the reason I like this one, I mean, it's 1991, so it's, you know, it's older hip hop. I like that there's a running theme through it with the Mr. Hood character. Yeah. Which sure. that voice was taken from a language instruction tape about okay. learning English as a I second was language. Where that was where taken all that from. shit comes from. Yeah, but that's why it's like because it's where like is the barber to... shop? Yeah. I would like to buy a watch. Like <laughs> Dude, it's, it's... I was like, where did he pull? I thought it I was, was like, like super laughing. chopped. I thought it was like chopped from old movies or something like crazy chopped because i was like how did he get these phrases yeah like, no it's a language so instruction obscure. tape and then i also like that it's got several occurrences uh with bert from sesame street mm -hmm. cut into it or whatever is really cool so like they're talking about serious things and like racial stereotypes and like gentrification and things like that but it's kind of light-hearted like mm -hmm. the song peach yeah. fuzz is about not being taken seriously because you can't grow a full beard yeah. or whatever but like you know there's many references to like Lil Bo Peep and like the Hokey Pokey and like the Hum Along song or whatever, like a lot of childish themes. And he samples <laughs> a lot of children's like records or whatever yeah. for for sound bites. But uh, before well, we we go into it, he uh, samples that that really racist Walt Disney movie from the '40s, Song of the South. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Samples he, that guy in um, oh, which song was it? Uh, hold on. Isn't it in the Banana Peel Blues or something? No, no. I think it's in Who Me. Well, yeah, that's oh. what. Okay, well, that's a track I want to play. So, yeah. Tyler, can you start right, that yeah. from the beginning? We're gonna let it run forty-five seconds because the intro is a little long, and I want to get to the the rap and start but, it from the top though. Yeah. So this was the single yeah. Who Me. Uh, there's a music for it, video for it that's really really cool. But cool. Once upon a time, there was a little boy who lived in the deep, dark jungles of Africa. His name was Little Sambo. Uh-oh, Zio's exercising his right to be hostile. They always trying to say that cool is me. I don't understand, man. You don't understand. My temper, temper's up to like 10 or Switch up his thoughts that I recommend. Minus his flood, but thicker is blood. Plus, still some stay stud like sticks in the mud. Ibuprofen from nuclears keep me from flipping daily. Yet I constantly slip into thinking, in my logo, you see us? Whoever said that cone was me? Yeah, so that's sick. Like, I don't... 
like the, the stuff he pulls for the samples or whatever, like that little guitar riff is super cool. Like some of it sounds like he intentionally leaves in like vinyl crackle oh, yeah, on it or whatever. Sure. Like it's just the production is a big part of it for me. Like I do think he's a really good rapper, but this is very early in his career and I think he gets better. Like especially by the time he's MF Doom, like he's very talented, but this kind of suffers from the one of the thing about earlier hip hop for me or whatever, like the beat can be pretty straightforward, like up and down. So the rapping can sometimes be a little spoon June, yeah, rhyming yeah, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, very like the delivery is very similar between like a lot of the tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's um, probably the one thing that I didn't like about. Yeah, it. so th- I mean that's just dated in like older hip hop is like that. So it's a little yeah. bit better than like the early stuff from the '80s or whatever. But it's still what he's saying. Like the social commentary is very very. Like Grady said, like still relevant. It's cool. It's delivered in a catchy way, but not all of it is like that. And that's kind of what like black bastards is a little more heavy on that kind of stuff, obviously by the album title. Yeah. Um, but I was like going to say like, I don't know, like 808 man is just him like telling a story, which is a big part of rapping. Like Mm -hmm. just have running a narrative or whatever, just like a made up story about the 808 man. Um, and then Peach Fuzz, he's, you know, talking about his youth and making little wisecracks or whatever. There's Hum Along that's got, you know, sampling childhood records. And then Who Me, which is like, you know, obviously very like, oh, they're saying like, you know, I think there's a line in this or whatever saying that like all the negativity associated with the color black or whatever, like black cats or bad luck or like bad right. guys wear black. Yeah. It's like started by a white guy or whatever. And that gets transferred over to like, you know. Well, uh, it's like, based in religion. Yeah. Too. I mean, a lot of it's based. Black is the devil. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's really catchy. So going along with what Grady said, like that being, you know, the kind of the straightforwardness of the delivery sometimes um, can be a detractor. The album's also really long. It is. Yeah. Um, Both of your a, albums were long. It's, like, it's a really on, long record or whatever, but yeah. I do like that it, it calls back to like, I don't know. Like, Kendrick does it with running themes like we were talking about earlier that run through the whole album or whatever. Like, I miss the days like when rap I was listening to, like, had the skits. And the running gags and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like, it's part of it's like funny. Like, it's not yeah. just like super serious or whatever, like in your face or whatever. Um, it's, it's really well balanced. Like I said, I think he's a great rapper. I didn't realize, like, going into it before I really read into this album, uh, because his voice sound, Grady says he sounds like Chris Rock. Um, <laughs> but his voice, a the, bit. the way he raps when on he's this. Talking. He sounds a little different than when he starts rapping when he's MF Doom yeah, or whatever. It's where I didn't different. even know that he was rapping on most of the album. I thought that he was just handling like a lot of the production and that it was his brother Subrock. And then when I went and was looking at the lyrics or whatever on that site, Genius. Yeah. You guys ever mm-hmm. use that? Yeah, where yeah. It, it says who's for, Yeah, it says whose verse is what. And I'm like, oh shit, he raps like that's 90% him on the record. So he's doing a lot of the production and a lot of the rapping and the writing. Um, Damn. He's a very talented individual and I've always been a fan of, you know, because he's in mad villain just like anytime he collaborates with anyone his quasimodo project like i just love this dude and he's super super talented and i think the story of how he eventually became the you know the more famous version of him mf doom starting from this or whatever to see like how he got his beginnings and that story and how Mm -hmm. he was treated by electric because if that that album was supposed to come out in 94 and i don't think it came out like he had the master tapes the whole time but he didn't do anything with it or whatever like i said he didn't participate in music for a long time um, until uh, he was gone for like three or four or five years, I think. And then he came back wow. as MF Doom and then another label expressed interest in putting this album out way after the fact. That's yeah. crazy. Um, I need to listen to more MF Doom. Yes, you yeah, do, man. Yeah, it's good. 
It's, it's really James good. James showed me MF Doom. A yeah, while so ago. Operation Doomsday and Mmm Food, I think that's album. Operation Doomsday is the first yeah. one, and those one he cuts in samples because MF Doom is like obviously like Doctor Doom cuts in like samples from the old Fantastic Four <laughs> cartoons sick. from yeah, the sixties. He's that. just he's he's great. Like he just sounds he's a big comic book pop culture nerd and just like he's got a very very distinct and unique production style i feel like that i've always been Mm -hmm. drawn to the stuff that he samples and puts in his beats Um, and the mask is definitely distinctive as well oh yeah yeah totally um you know going into like not a whole lot of rappers do that like you know like how we were talking about drab majesty dressing up or like kiss or whatever it's definitely more like in the rock thing like how many like concept or like theatrical rappers can you think of like yeah the persona thing is different like you know eminem is slim shady and marshall mathers and that's like a voice thing but 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 again, it's cool. it's also different because I feel like a lot of personas are like trying to be amplified versions of themselves or like trying to be like more perfect versions of themselves. Whereas his persona is like this fucking dark kind of like I was scarred and like this is what they made me. Yeah, kind of exactly. Like more of a, a villain monster. No, not a villain, right. but like more of like they made me into a monster type of thing instead of like personifying themselves as a bigger, better, like more... I don't Famous, know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. For sure. But yeah, I knew like once because I was the last one to pick for this or whatever because I had a couple different options. I knew I'd, I, I wasn't going to pick Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP. Like, no matter how much <laughs> I love it, it hasn't aged well. And I just don't think I'd be doing myself any favors like trying to talk about like pick how his a new lot album. of that. No. Anything after the third Eminem album is garbage. <laughs> um, and, but when I saw what you guys picked that it, they were both like, I mean, yours is older Tyler, but yeah. I, I, I wanted to go a little bit older into something that maybe you guys hadn't heard. Well, this and, is um, about as old as I tend to like, I yeah, think yeah. like if you go back into like eighties hip hop, like it's, it's a little different. I mean, it's not bad, but like that's definitely a little harder. Oh, to totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, so I think about this record, the thing that makes it the most unique to me is the way he uses the uh, sampling of the of the commentary um, as like a dialogue as like a dialogue with himself, which right. I Where think he's talking and it's funny. It's really unique. Like okay, the one and the thing, way he does it is so is so clever. And like what Jake said, it's like it's lighthearted, but it's like also some serious here, shit. This could this could be my about. you know wrong interpretation of it also, but I also like the fact that it's almost like he's talking to it. And it's supposed to be a real person, but that person just like isn't acknowledging him or like well, isn't giving him the time of day. And I your think, no, shoes are dirty. No, that's, that's like what a reflection I was, of yeah. like racism. Totally. Yeah. But that's what I was gonna say. Is also it makes it makes the white dude like sound super honky and like weird, right. and it makes him sound way more real. Like he's like. He's kind of like, dude, why are like, you giving me these weird-ass yeah. responses right. and, like, well, what the hell are you yeah. even saying? I, and I, I mean, feel like that is a commentary on, like, how, especially during, like, the 90s even, yeah. like, 80s and For 90s, sure. how, like, white, older white men treated black men, you know? Like, it's like they didn't understand each other's <laughs> language very well, and it's, like, very clever how he talks about this that subtle social commentary by using, like, the sample from this, I guess you said it was like a language. Language instruction yeah, tape. Yeah, like, like it's perfect. English is your it's second very, language. Very like, yeah. Perfect use. But I've never really heard, maybe this is just my me being naive towards this, like, this, this subject or whatever, but I've never heard anyone have an actual commentary with a sampling like this. Yeah, like that, on, I thought on that record. was pretty unique. 
No, I mean, the only thing that I can think, like, whatever, and I hadn't thought about in that context that Grady just said it, like, having a conversation, like, yeah. Weird Al does that with, like, Al TV, where he takes famous interviews or whatever of, like, weird responses from celebrities, and he asks them funny questions, then yeah. chops and screws interviews or whatever to make it seem like, what the fuck is Paul McCartney saying right now, those kind of, but not in this way to where it's, like, more serious, where if you think about it, you're like, oh, shit, this yeah. is kind of a... And the fact that it's it a is a language, for, a language yeah. instruction tape, like, this is something that is used to teach people how to speak how the language. How you're supposed right. to like, speak. Yeah, yeah. And, and the and way this guy is speaking, so you're just awkward. like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. it sounds so awkward. And it's it ta- That's another layer to it is, like, what are we teaching the youth, you know? And then he's, like, also talking about the perception of youth and, like, the whole problem with like youth and I, all that on this too so. i took i took the the themes of this album like the my interpretation of this album was basically how like white culture embeds racism like into the fabric of yeah their of their of like our culture basically where it's like i mean not it's not as common anymore obviously but like well, back it's, in the get, day, it's getting there especially <laughs> in like the 50s and 60s when like segregation was a thing and, like, you know, going back even further than that, like, in propaganda things, like, just in television, in, like, characters, you know, on TV shows, on in movies, on advertisements, they do, like, very, very subtle things that, you know, were racist, that were racist, but they were sort of hidden in the background to where it's not, like, so, you know, obvious where you're, like, where you would just be like, whoa, like, what's up with that? Well, you know, know. it's and kind it's of like, things that are just inherent, like, inherent cultural racism that's kind yeah. of lingering in the background. And sometimes, like, people don't realize it. You know, like, the people who are well, making like, it their don't lo- Their it. logo comes from, like, popular advertisements. Right, like, they right, used yeah. to do caricatures of, like, Little Sambo was, like, a right. cartoon in yeah. a comic book or whatever. Like, this is how we do it or whatever. Yeah, right. And, you know, and he talks about that. It's like, we realize that that was a different time or whatever, but the fact that this thing still exists and we're just like, oh, yeah, no, he's bring, be like that. He, like, he's it's like, bringing it into the spotlight. Yeah, yeah that's an yeah. issue. Like, yeah. um, and there's like a part in the in the Who Me music video or whatever where it's like someone flipping through a textbook from back in the day that like tried to use, I think the phrase, it's whatever the Nazis were into, where they like trying to scientifically prove it's just like, oh, see, like their brains can't be like as developed as white people or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like there's proof that scientifically they're not as developed. Oh, like, what's that like, called? Phrenology? It's like eugenics or something yeah. like that. No, the, the like, thing where they would measure their heads. Right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So, I think yeah. it's called phrenology. Where that was in textbooks and it's like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. It's like, okay, well, obviously it still needs to be acknowledged. Like that mm-hmm. was okay. Um, yeah, people took that as a science. Yeah, and exactly. it literally had no basis. And again, like I think it's very, uh, it's very smart or whatever to be like to bring up serious issues or whatever. But when you start like yelling everybody, like yelling at everybody and making it like angry, like I think that's where the comedy and the lightheartedness or whatever like makes it more accessible. Like you're hearing these things, and if you take the time to look into it, it's a lot more palatable to people who are like easily offended they're just like oh you're was yelling I, at me and telling was me i right wrong. about the phrenology thing? yeah uh, yeah phrenology considered today to be pseudoscience yeah <laughs> thank god dude there's that episode <laughs> of the Jesus. simpsons where like mr burns like tries to use phrenology and and like smithers is just like uh sir i don't think that's uh <laughs> <technology> <laughs> anymore yeah. he's like what are you talking about no, yeah, oh yeah, Mr. Burns is a very good. Ex- he does a couple things yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's one where he gets Chinese takeout delivered to the office or whatever, and it's an Asian guy that doesn't have an accent or whatever, 
And like he doesn't leave him a tip, and he's just like, you know, a tip is customary. And Mr. Burns just looks at him and goes, "Me no speaky Chinese," and just slams the door <laughs> oh in his face. And, just, and he's kind of just like, I don't understand why they were so upset. And it's like, oh Jesus. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> um, Burns is a a, a a good character that reflects on that like type of old our white, older there white people? rich dude who just like. Yeah. So Dude, even just recently, bad. there was a lady who was like filmed at a city council meeting where she was just like, I just think that our community would be better if it went back to being predominantly white. Like, And you oh, see like Jesus everybody Christ. else on the council who's like yep. younger just kind of like turn their heads being like, what the fuck and, did you oh do? You know, I think, I think this album also like feels more relevant right now. Not even like still for the black community, but like even more so for like the Latino community and like yeah. stuff like immigrants from like Mexico and stuff with how you know you see all this same type of behavior integrated into our culture about immigrants from you know from mexico and stuff where it's like they try to like weave in these things like oh they're like you know all these criminals are like coming over and they're in gangs and they're gonna yeah. like kill you well and that's what like, i was saying and you said like era. oh it's not as like prevalent as it used to be and i was like uh eh, not really we're getting there because it's just like it seems mm-hmm. like shit that we were over a long time ago where we established like no that kind of thinking and like that kind of action we're taking towards that like i thought we all decided like that wasn't okay like yeah. a long time ago yeah. now all of a sudden it's like becoming okay to yeah. like get away with that and just kind of brushing it off being like oh political correctness is bullshit or whatever i like, know yeah well, i, I think... mean that's that's the problem it's like people say like Oh, political. Yeah, you're just being political correct. You're too sensitive. You're too sensitive. You're snowfl- like, yeah, well, there's a difference shit, between like... being like too sensitive and being offensive to someone yeah. and being racist. It's yeah. like that's yeah. not okay. You just can't just do that and say someone's offended that they're being too sensitive to. Right. It. It's right, like right. There's well, a difference between that and just like Yeah, also if you you're know. if you're sensitive to it, like that's for a reason, you know. Probably. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I think this era yeah. of hip hop is kind of interesting now because so, like, comparing this to modern hip-hop or modern rap, I think a lot of rappers in the modern scene talk about, like, these really extravagant type of things, like how they're super mega rich and they drive a crazy-ass car or they have, mm-hmm. like, all this money or whatever. They do fucking... They have private jets and they travel and go to these fucking crazy places. This hip-hop, to me, in this era is just, like... Yo, we're like normal ass fucking people just trying to get by in a in and a fucking like, city. And, here's what we yeah. go through. and like here and, and I'll show you who the fucking weirdos are. The weirdos right. are like these yeah. stuck up businessmen who like think that they know the proper way to do things. Like right. they're the fucking weirdos. We're just like normal dudes. No, and that's and always that, my and that's biggest what's funny about this that is makes like, me feel like old man shaking fists when it comes to like mainstream contemporary hip hop. There's not a whole lot of like social issues I feel like being brought yeah. up in like the stuff. Well, and if they whatever, are like, if they they are they're oft, often brought up in like a yeah. super politically charged way that's almost like too overt or like i'm not sure i'm not sure how to say it but like they're almost like bringing it up because it's part of pop culture not because they mm. actually live maybe like live that yeah, yeah. like anyway maybe that's wrong of me to say like i i don't know but Anyways, go listen to jimmy litwood's album because it's really good yeah <laughs> and, it, and it's very like political in a really great way and talks about like culture well, that's and a, influences and stuff well that's the thing like people way. people give drake shit or whatever right for not like growing up in the ghetto or whatever right that's drake like song. 
Okay, I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's a thing. But I like, always said this Drake would be more interesting if he kept his persona from Degrassi and he rapped from a wheelchair <laughs> as, as Jimmy. That's but I feel like, like, but I feel like all this, all this era hip hop, like, none of that shit fucking matters. Like, these dudes are just talking about their daily but life dude, and like Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, bro. Yeah. But yeah, it's I don't know. That's what I like about this era. Is like it's more real to me, and it's yeah. like just it's more just like an actual social commentary on real shit versus like this super um, like built up topics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these hot topics are like ugh, whatever. Oh, we but, should get them <clears throat> as a sponsor. Hot topic. Oh my god. But yeah. All right. Yeah, I get what you mean, Taylor. All right. Um, well, should we should we get through these singles real quick? Just a brief. Hit them and or do we vote? Do we, I think we, we vote, vote, we first. vote before that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Tyler, you went first, so you vote first. All right, this one's really, really tough, tough for me. Yeah, and honestly, what? I I have not like really decided, so I'm gonna have to just pick one. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I think overall, like after listening to both of these, I think I'm gonna have to go with Jake's, just because. I connected with it on like the deeper level more immediately, I guess. I yeah. like I feel like I need to put more time into Grady's pick, but that might be my bad and maybe I would pick that over Jake's if I put more time into it, but like But we are here and now. Yeah, but sir. I put I mean I put an equal amount of time into both and based on the time I put into both, I'm going to go with Jake's. All right. And that's the only reason why. So, Grady, you you definitely picked a fucking really good record, too. So, Grady, uh, I I I'm in kind of the same boat. I'm really torn um, on this one, and I kind of went back and forth because I like both a lot. Um, but I think honestly, for this one, I'm gonna have to go with Tyler's just because. Because you don't want me from, to come close to your record. No, <laughs> from a listening standpoint, I you know I it's more the style of music I like to listen to, like that version of hip hop, um, and. I I liked the Miss, the Mr. Hood album a lot, but I think my favorite aspects of that were like the concept and like yeah. basically the stuff we were just talking about. Yeah. But like in terms Not of listening to it, I thought it was or... too long of yeah. an album and I thought that like you said, you know, a lot of the 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 flow and the rapping is very, you know, similar because it's of the style of beat that he chose. So just for those reasons, like I I feel like I have to pick Towers, but I do really appreciate this album and I think the story behind it and the the comment, the social commentary and you know cultural commentary in it is very very good and interesting, and the the sampling is done in very interesting ways. So, very tough this week. Yeah, super for tough. sure. All right, well I vote for mine. So, <laughs> yeah. Game set match. No, um, I'm going to and here I'll show you how to be democratic about this, even though I didn't like a couple of songs on the album Grady. <laughs> Overall, as a whole, um, I'll go with yours. I liked it mainly because it was a big thing for me, like finding something contemporary, like in terms mm-hmm. of rapping, because that was a big thing. Like I talked about with Ty- like Tyler, your record was fucking great, and like I could see myself adding it to my my chill vibes playlist yeah. or like my work playlist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I knew it's you guys just, were gonna pick it's old a, stuff. It's, it's a different. It's a something. different 
it's like apples to oranges kind of thing in terms yeah, of totally. picking a hip hop record without that's like not rap dominant or whatever. But I'm glad you showed me that and I really dug it and I would go listen to his other records. Nice. Um, well, I think it was a good spread this week too. Back like, to yeah, back to you know, back to basics. Grady out of his rut there a little bit, but that's a uh, that's our second tie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, right. I think this was a, a good week to tie. I, I don't feel like. Yeah, no, I Anyone have. was robbed, really. I think we all made good picks. Yeah, we did. Week. I think we did. I think we all made picks that, like, we kind of knew the other people would like. I don't know. I was a little worried about mine, just because I have a terrible track record, but... Uh, <laughs> you're, anyway. you're on your way up, champ. All right, all right so let's singles. go to singles. Um, I guess we'll go reverse order. I chose, and again, like I just threw this on there today or whatever. So it's like it's I not didn't a even pre- listen to yours. It's I'm not sorry. a pre- it's not a pre album single because the album just dropped or whatever. Um, no, I know I didn't know you were gonna work so late. Uh, but because there were three, what is Ant Ann's Jam by Chastity Belt? Uh, I was really into their last album and then just kind of fell off. Didn't know what they were doing, but they just dropped a new album. I haven't listened to the whole thing. What was I, their last album? Um, I don't remember. I think my brother Luke showed it to me. I don't he think I listened really to that. I think I only listened to bits and pieces of that album. But um, I liked them, so when I saw when they came up on the new indie or whatever, I was like, oh, they're doing stuff. Um, I've listened to them before. The song I has like great them. vocal melodies. I love the sound of the girl's voice. I thought the guitar mm-hmm. was really good, because they had three they, singles for this record, and this was the one production. that I like the, the most. Yeah, it's not as lo-fi. No. Um, but, yeah. It sounds like What's it's that? not, definitely not, from what I've heard from their last album, Definitely is not like as poppy, like indie pop sound. It's more uh, like guitar driven. I would say like little hints of shoegaze in there. Yeah. But I liked it. I've been listening to this album uh, this last week. And what's and the I album like called? It. Because I just got the single and it's from the Drown single or whatever. It's, but it's I don't a know self title. This one oh, is self titled. Well, yeah. there you go. Uh, I can't wait to check it out. But uh, I listened to the single a couple times. It's good. It, it good. reminds me of Snail Mail a little bit yeah. and like the tones of guitars and the production and also kind well, they of they kind of fit in Soccer that. Mommy. No. Do you listen to Soccer? No, Mail? and I need to. I hear. <laughs> yeah, I hear they, good things. They for sure fit into that realm. But like vocally, more like Soccer Mommy to me. And musically more like um, snail mail, but less, less like beat driven, like drum driven. Because the yeah. drums, the one thing that I don't like about this album too much is that a lot of the songs are kind of like wishy washy in terms Shoegazy. of like their beat. Like they're, it's kind the drummer kind of is just like, you know, banging around rather than like he has like a beat going. So there's not a lot of like forward momentum in the Atmospheric album. Atmospheric drumming. Yeah, but you can see all three anyway. songs are pretty like slow tempo kind of like it seems like it's a slow burner and it's quiet and sad which you know fall is here yeah so it's a perfect time to get sad and lock yourself in your room and listen to this new chastity belt yeah it's good good. uh grady you're single so i picked this song ashes to ashes by uh jenny haval which was not a david bowie cover which i was no oh yeah that is also a really good song it is yes but yeah so jenny haval's been around a a while um i don't know what album number she's on now but she's she's in pretty deep i think like six or seven i really like the album art for this yeah is this album out or is it is it is out okay because someone Um, posted it last week on friday it might have been you know came out a couple weeks ago okay yeah but someone i don't know if it got best new music or what but i saw that album cover on instagram the other day i'm like oh that's kind of creepy so i've been Um, following her for for a while now um i've kind of faded in and out of like interest in her music because i always have found her music very interesting but not necessarily like really fun to listen to sometimes because she 
uses a lot of this like spoken word poetry elements and uses some pretty weird instrumentation on a lot of her albums and like weird melodies and stuff. So it's it's pretty like experimental at times to where I don't like to listen to it all the time. Uh, but this album, she kind of adopts more of like this this like club electronic-y, like, dance style, almost. Um, but I think that this album's really good. This is her best album, for sure, uh, in my opinion. And this song is really good. I, I think that uh, it's one of the catchiest she's been. Um, and I think that the, the, the themes she talks about on this album are, like, are very interesting. There's a couple, uh, like, spoken word sections, but they're, they're done really well here. And they're mixed with, I think, very interesting electronic production um and instrumentation there's like some interesting saxophone and stuff and the way she manipulates her voice um and the the, the mixing on it too i think is really really unique and, and interesting well tyler style. listen to this album so you can butt heads with yeah about production here we go on the mix yeah well i don't know what did you think about this I didn't listen to this single yet. Oh, you didn't listen to any of the singles. Tyler just listens Dude, to his I, own pick. I, One song. <laughs> no, here's a problem. You guys added your shit to the playlist like way too late. What I do you added. Mean? My, I added this like eight. I added this eight days ago. I know. Spotify the same does day have a that you added yours. For that, yeah. Really? Literally. It, yeah. Same That's day weird. I was the only single. one who dropped the ball. I liked it. Um, I've never heard of this person huh. before. And I will go add the album to my new tunes. Check it out. Maybe it's, I did listen to it eight days ago. I don't know. It's definitely I, one of those albums, though, that you need to kind of listen to a couple times to, like, figure it out, sort of, to get the intricacies of it. I will listen to it two times. Okay. All right. Um, Tyler's okay. song. Uh, I picked Dancing in the Dark by Lucy Dacus. By Bruce Springsteen. Um, is that how you say your last name? I've always I don't know. That's Dacus, how I say Dacus, it. Lucy Dacus. 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 Um, yeah, Dancing in the Dark. It's obviously She's a Bruce Springsteen cover. Uh, super popular song that he did. But uh, I picked it mainly. <laughs> That's a real like backhanded like understatement. Yeah, it was kind of popular. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I guess. Well, this I song is super... a fucking jam. It's my favorite Bruce Springsteen yeah. song. Come fight me. Uh, I know 80s Bruce Springsteen might not be the most popular, but I, I do miss his, his gravelly voice. Like, I, if she broke into that just a little bit, like, I want to, I ain't nothing but tired. Oh but God. it was it was a good arrangement. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, so yeah, I picked cover. it. I picked it because I have been kind of into doing covers lately, like Me in too. my own music. So I always like to see how people interpret covers and how they make them sound like the song but also like their own um i think she does a good job with that uh on this one but yeah she's she's good um i think i found her like on probably like on a spotify recommendation deal but i i think i talked to grady about it and he's like oh yeah have she's you not good. listened like, to boy genius huh the super group of like her phoebe bridgers, her, phoebe bridgers and, uh-uh. and uh, i have not julie julian baker baker yeah I'm, oh, not a, go. I, I'm not a huge fan of julian baker i like julian baker I like and phoebe i love phoebe bridgers I love yeah phoebe i like bridgers phoebe bridgers and julian baker so i'll probably like that group yeah but it's it's no cool. i've just heard her stuff on like her her solo stuff but yeah i think i talked to grady about it a while ago and he's like yeah she's she's good um but yeah uh it's a cool single a little different for her um but yeah Check it out. She's good. Her last album was very good. All right. Well. And in true fashion, we don't have a theme for the next episode picked, so that'll that'll happen um, off air. And I'll post the playlist when it's ready. Or there could be no theme. There could be you no theme. Know, Wild, card. Wild card. No, it's the uh, what's your record theme. Yeah. What, you what's know. that? 
That's the no theme. Oh, that's just what theme. It's the theme of the podcast. I know, but like, I thought the theme was keeping the record of who wins. It's just double meaning. No, the theme is pick a record that you think the other people haven't haven't heard. heard. I know, but like, we just did that a while ago. I think we're only like one or two because wasn't the Nashville skyline one removed? Yeah. 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 So whatever. Like three though. Okay. Well, whatever. whatever. We'll 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 figure figure it out. We'll figure it out as we always do. Check it out on Mixcloud. I didn't. I don't think I've uploaded the last two to SoundCloud because deleting it. I just. I'm not trying. To, I'm not about that. Really like Mixcloud, so we're gonna be giving it to them. Grady said something about something where we could put our podcast. Might Anch- be looking Anchor into Steam a new, or whatever it's a called. New platform. Anchor Steam. <laughs> yeah, new platform. Still want to get it on you know on Spotify, on but Spotify, you know there yeah. is some copyright stuff we're a little concerned about. Uh, so. You know what? I talked to CJ about that because they do uh, they do a podcast on Merry Go Round Magazine called Trailer Trashed, where they review movie trailers. So that's a really great title for that. You can go check it out. And they play the audio to movie trailers by big movie studios, and hmm. you know nobody's uh, i think we'll be fine we'll, we'll just put it on there and they get theirs on spotify so nice. i will ask him about that but we can check out anchor follow us on uh on instagram what's your record uh and i'll upload this and we'll be around and um yeah you know Go listen to KMD is what I have to say. Go listen to all these if you have. Yeah, I would listen. I would say this was a good good week, like you guys said. Listen, I I would say if you're listening to the podcast and you've made it this far and you've listened to this many podcast episodes from us, more importantly, listen to the playlists because that's what this shit's about. Well, those have to go out just besides my Facebook. Like, we got to be better about making it. No, I know. This is an off-air discussion. Yeah, but that's what this shit's about. Like, we're trying to bring you guys new music. We're trying to bring each other new music. And it's not necessarily new as in current, but it's new to you, new to us, maybe. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's the goal of this. So listen to the playlist too. If you, if you don't check those out on the regular, they are public and, uh, Tyler, listen to the singles. I will. I will do that. I'll get it up. (laughs) All right. Later. All right. Till next time. Hit it.